What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Black Print Podcast, where we discuss life, culture, relationships, and everything in between to help us design the layout for Black millennial living. I'm your host, Adriana. And I'm your host, Betsy. Uh, and if you want to learn more about who we are and why we chose the name The Black Print, please feel free to check out our episode zero. And also be sure to follow us on all of our social media uh, platforms. We can be found at The Black Print Podcast. That's B-B-L-K Print Podcast on all social media platforms just to keep updated on future episodes and to interact with us. Yes, please. All right, so as you can all see by today's uh, title, our episode, I think I need therapy. We're talking about a pretty serious topic, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, therapy. Yes. It's a big word. It is big. It is big. It's a huge word. How do you feel? How do you feel about therapy? I think that therapy is a major life hack. I think that it is a key to success, to be honest. Definitely. I I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think that it is something that is underutilized and underrated. Although I think that a lot of people in our generation are waking up to the fact that it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that there's a level of stigma that exists, but I do think, I think that people are growing more and more aware of like the need um, for therapy. Um, have you ever used therapy or been to a therapist? I have. And it was phenomenal, to say the least. Um, I mean, when we talk about therapy, we don't have to talk about traditional forms of therapy. I right, think, where we're, right. Where we're sitting in a chair and everyone's, you know, sitting across from the shrink. Mm-hmm. I don't think therapy needs to that's the form of therapy i did do um because i believe that's what you're asking me right yeah yeah but i think therapy is a lot of different things what was the moment that you said to yourself i think i need therapy (laughs) the moment oh my god i think there is multiple moments in my life but i think a couple years ago there was just entirely way too much going on in my life like way too much to the point where I was just not okay mm-hmm. you know and I think it wasn't that exact moment like I I, I knew I, I didn't feel okay and I didn't feel my best mm-hmm. but you know when you when you try and function in yeah. that when you're distressed when you're anxious when mm-hmm. you're you're not feeling that great I'm just going to say it that way (laughs) because I don't know how else to explain it. Um, You burn out, Yeah. you know, you kind of, you burn out. And that's, that's when I was kind of like, you know what? I think I need therapy. Yeah. I think I need it. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, the thing that's so interesting is that when I, I didn't realize that I needed therapy until I started going, if that makes sense. But you were, your situation is a little unique. Yes, yes. Why don't you explain to everyone? (laughs) When I started going to therapy, I started going because I was um, in a program. So I was doing a a master's degree, basically, in counseling. And so that degree requires that you do um, basically self 
self-assessment sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, I can't remember what it's called or the exact words, but essentially you need to have therapy before you can administer therapy, mm-hmm. right? And makes so sense, a, makes it sense. It does make sense. So there's a <laughs> mandatory amount of sessions that you have right. to have and then you get certified or whatever and then you move on or you can continue with it. Um, and so that is how I was introduced to the idea of even of doing therapy. But it wasn't because I was like, oh yeah, like I really, really need this. Although I did have a conversation with a friend who was in therapy and was like, yo, like you have to do this. It is so good. And um, and honestly, my form of therapy up until actually going to a le- le- legit therapist was having conversations with friends. And, yeah, well, it's and therapeutic. Really, and it is Most definitely. Like, it, I think even this in itself is a form of therapy. I Us just, our, our ongoing banter, like that is a form of therapy. Talking helps tremendously, like yeah. whoever it is, right? Exactly. I think it's cathartic. It, it definitely, definitely helps provide a release. And so that is what I, I've been relying on for, for so long. And so then when I was put in that situation with, with um, my program, I was like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> it kind of felt like I was going out into the wild and to an adventure that I've never gone before. <laughs> and then after one conversation, I was like, wow. Because the thing that's so interesting about therapy is that they don't actually make it look like they're there to shrink you. Right. It's not anything like what I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be more like, these are your problems. <laughs> these are how, this is how you fix them. Yeah. When, and like, there was going to be like a structure yeah. as to why you feel like, um, or like as to what they're going to talk to you about. I never realized how much talking I was going to have to do. Right. And how much listening they were going to do. And how a simple question like, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Could be so actually, like, I was at some point <laughs> lost for words sometimes. I was, I was like, yo, what do you mean why? Like, yeah. this, how else do you feel in this type of situation? Like, when I would explain something and then she would be like, okay, but why do you think of it in that way, though? Why do you think that in that I don't know. Very introspective. But the Very thing is, for me, when I was... I, I'm the kind of person I'm just like, what could you really tell me about myself? Yeah. I already know what the problem is. I already know how I'm feeling. Like that's just that's a horrible, <laughs> horrible attitude to have. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting there like, what is this person even gonna tell me that I don't already know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but there's just I don't know how to explain it really. It's just one of those things where it's you know, I think a lot of people who think like that. You just need to be seen. I think yeah. that's really what it is. And somebody to just care and ask you the questions. Because yeah. people like that are usually the ones who are doing all the asking Facts. Or to the people that they love, they care about in their lives. And I think that was one of the main things for me, you know, just having someone to just, you know, no strings attached, no nothing. Yes. Just ask me questions yes. and really get to what's really going on. Have you or anyone you know, like growing up, ever? went to your parents asking for therapy mm. or saying like I need help or Never. that's Never. just that's not a thing and yeah. especially you know when you when you grow up like as a Christian particularly I <laughs> think for some reason we have this thought 
process or not thought process we have this misconception Hmm. that like all you need to do is pray about what's bothering you (laughs) or whatever and you'll be good Mm -hmm. which let's not lie like god is powerful god is healer um and and prayer itself is cathartic as well because you are able to release to god right right but at the same token what's so interesting is that there are things like we cap god in terms of how he can heal us and we don't understand that like god can heal through the therapist god's healing does not necessarily have to be like i wake up one day to heal one another and i'm healed like no he put us in community so that we could support each other and work with each other and he has actually given people the gift of like encouraging and comforting um and and just supporting Mm -hmm. and that is a gift that they use to really help people improve in in their mental health and so in terms of just like my background or like parents or or just like the way that I grew up or whatever, no. Like mm-hmm. even to this day, like if you say you're going to therapy, I think the only reason why it wasn't like all these red flags weren't raised with like my family and stuff was because they knew I was doing it for school. But right. if I had went off of my if I had gone off of my own will, yeah. just I would not have told them. Yeah. I, I definitely did not tell my family. I did not I think I only told my, my sister, one mm-hmm. of my sisters. Um it's just I th- I don't know if it's because they don't wanna admit that there is there could be something wrong mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um and furthermore that there could be something wrong with you that stems from an unhealthy even relationship with them. Because yeah. a lot of the times a lot of the yeah. issues that <laughs> we have come from that place yes you know what i mean and you know it's funny because even when i you know now as as an an adult i talk to my mom about certain things and even that conversation like you know i think they can't really they're not even in a place to accept that there could be some hurt or damage um caused and you know my parents like I don't think they're like therapy they'd be like therapy Therapy, like no 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 just just pray just pray just pray you know like it's okay everything's gonna be fine and I think it's just it's just so damaging like I just hope that I would raise my kids differently yeah you know what I mean and the thing is too we're also raised with such a lack of awareness of even what it means to be in a good mental space or a healthy mental space and what it means to be in an unhealthy mental space. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, many of us don't actually seek out help until we can, we literally break down and stop functioning. Yep. And so it would be good, it would be nice if we were even raised in such a way that like we were able to have conversations about like your well-being. Yeah. And oftentimes when people are caught up in survival mode, I know particularly for people um, of like of immigrant parents or for, or for racialized people in general, like particularly Black people, there's so much trauma associated with um, just even just being Black in right. a white space that right. like so many of us are in survival mode and we don't recognize like, it's almost like being um, mentally well is almost like a low order value. If we don't, right. we, we think of like, can I eat? Yeah. Are my bills paid? Yeah. Like those are the things that are like, I focus on that. Yeah. You're not happy today? Suck it up. 
because you, with it. you need to eat food yeah right? that's that's you exactly to... why i got into the rut <laughs> the rut yeah. that i was in because you're just you know you're high functioning you're doing what you need to do mm-hmm. you know i'm working on my second degree mm-hmm. i'm making sure my family's good mm-hmm. and there's family problems mm-hmm. and i'm trying to be everything for everyone mm-hmm. but forgetting to be anything for, for myself yourself. yeah you yeah, know what i mean yeah. and now like it's an intentional practice for me to really make sure that i'm good like a daily practice mm-hmm. that i'm okay and i i think i'm a kind of person who really can burn out quite easily yeah, yeah. so just noticing like you know what your triggers are know, knowing what um what can what can hurt you and you know put a strain on you make you anxious Mm -hmm. little things like that and i think that's something that needs to be developed like you said at a young age Mm -hmm. you know like it needs to be something that you facilitate with kids at a very young age because Mm -hmm. i didn't learn those things well until well into my 20s you know what i mean yeah and it's a lot oftentimes we don't realize them until our backs are against the wall i never i went through a season where I never realized um, how unhealthy of a space I was in Mm -hmm. until I felt like other areas of my life were in jeopardy, if that makes sense. Can you explain? So when I, okay, I went through a moment where I recognized that like the only thing that I feel good doing is Mm -hmm. sleeping. It felt like it takes less energy. It took it takes less energy to sleep to, than to, to get awake. up and be exactly. Yeah, being awake felt like it took it was too draining. Right. Um, and you just don't. There's just no will. There's no motivation to mm-hmm. do anything. Things fall by the wayside because you're just kind of just like I cannot. But you can still rise to the occasion to like perform for the public, but behind closed doors. You're really You're so depleted. Struggling. Yeah. Struggling to find ways to feel energetic, to feel happy, to feel not even happy. Because you are, it's like it's not that you're not happy. It's like you're just not joyful. I don't know how to describe it, but there's just a different not like, oh, I never laughed for two months or anything like that. It's not mm-hmm. that deep. But it's like when you I, I think for me it was when i realized like yo like i actually just i'm not the same me that yeah I you don't feel like yourself i don't i felt like i was living in a different body yeah and i didn't understand what was going on right. it was at that moment that i'm like oh you know what this could be um about of depression it very well could be and and people don't like to use the d word the d word nobody wants to no, use the d word they don't um it's a i think people are, are are scared by it but i think the reality of it is i think everybody experiences it to one degree or, or another, another at some point in their I life i agree and experiencing a bout of depression is not necessarily the same as being clinically depressed with depression that exactly. is a whole different and that's people don't know that yeah <laughs> like that's a, a whole different um category of of or caliber of mental health issue than experiencing a bout of depression that is onset by a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Like there are bouts of depression that are onset by loss of a job, loss of a spouse, loss of a, or, or, or a relationship, sorry, mm-hmm. um, grief, all kinds of things. Like right. there are various things that can cause people to get into that. Like sometimes we call them a rut, 
rut. Yeah, even the fact that I used the word rut earlier in this podcast, like that's to not really like bring up the, you know, it's just such a sensitive word. It's such a sensitive word, right? Yeah, I agree. But the reality is the reality. And this is why I think a part of what we need to do in order to improve our mental health, um, like as individuals, is to kind of remove some of the stigmas that we have about people who are not in a ment- in a in a good space mentally. Because right. I think sometimes we don't pursue um, help because we ourselves have internalized um, messaging around like what it means to be quote unquote crazy or what it means to be quote unquote depressed or what it means to be like you you don't realize that like you think that you don't have any um what's it called like prejudice or you don't believe any of the mm-hmm. hype or whatever or the I can't find the word uh you don't have much stigma as it relates to mental health but real realistically you actually do because of your inability to like confront the issue head on like, mm-hmm. why is it so hard for us to say or admit, I'm not okay? So what are some, I guess, I don't want to call them red flags, but. Mm-hmm. I would say the first one, the first one is not feeling like yourself. I don't really know how to put that into words or to tell you what that feels like, but I would for me, it, it came out in um, levels of motivation, mm-hmm. like motivation drive. Um, it came out in, and, and like noticing, because I think paying more attention to my body and how I was responding to certain right. things helped me a lot mm-hmm. because I would recognize that, oh, like when I feel like really irritated and da 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 like, or I have like this knot in my stomach or whatever, it's because I'm experiencing a measure of anxiety when it comes to like having to go out and interact with people. Or there's a reason why I don't want to go to that party or that social gathering bigger than me just not wanting to go. Mm-hmm. I literally just feel like I cannot go. Right. You know what I mean? And I know that for me, being somebody who is an introverted extrovert, I love you enjoy being around people. Oh, to be around yeah, people. Sure. And so for me to not feel like for me to feel like I am actually overwhelmed at the thought yeah. of being around people, that is an un uh that that is unlike me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really dangerous thing because like for me, for example, I, I mean I can only really speak on my own experience, right? So I don't think the people around me really knew you I mean you might think I'm sad because of one situation right, or the right. next, but to the extent that I was, the way I was feeling, mm-hmm. I don't think like I'm pretty good at like pretending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at just you know making it seem like yeah I'm super busy. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this that I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. Yeah, yeah. And like that's why like you know I, I don't really have the the capacity to be social or right. the capacity to to really enjoy certain things right, right now. Right. But um that's dangerous. It is. It is so dangerous. That's when you find yourself. I think for months on end, just kind of going through the motions, Mm -hmm. but not really getting to the root of like why you're feeling the way you're feeling, right? And we suffer in silence oftentimes because half of it is we don't recognize what's happening to us. The other half is 
even when we do, we don't even know who is a safe enough person to have that conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, or you don't want to seem dramatic. Mm-hmm. Or you don't want to seem like um, you're diagnosing yourself with something that is so heavy and lofty or whatever. Or sometimes you feel like right. you, you as a person, maybe it's just you. Maybe you just can't deal yeah. with the levels and the, the pressures that you're dealing with right now. Like yeah. I feel like everybody's going through what they're going through, but it seems like everyone's fine. I should also be, be able to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, like people deal with parents separating people deal with breakups people deal with this like why is it me why am i only feeling the way i'm feeling Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's it's very isolating actually it is it's extremely isolating extremely isolating and the thing is like i would hope that we get to a point where we're able to have these conversations openly and honestly but i think they're also so like i don't know and i think you almost don't want to admit it for you yourself. Don't. That's what it really is. Because I have a great, it. I mean, like, Adriana is one of my closest friends. I have great, great friendships. Um, yeah. Like, I call everyone my family. Like, yeah. everyone that's close around me. So it's like, if I ever came to you with something, I know you would literally probably come to my house, 100%. make sure I'm good. You probably of wouldn't course. leave my side. So it's not the lack of even, no. you know, not having the, the right supports in place. I think... It's almost like you're in denial. Like yeah. you don't even want it to be a real thing. Yeah. Right? Well, so we were talking before about like signs or like symptoms or how you knew. Um, how, what is a sign that you would say? So mine was uh, not feeling like yourself or whatever. What is one that you would say? Um, I think there's a lot of different things and it's going to be different from person to person, yes. right? For me, I only realized this in hindsight, but I was having like serious, like, I was having panic attacks. Like I was having serious, serious panic attacks and I would manage, like my chest would really restrict. And I, at first I'm just like, am I like sitting wrong? Like, am I like sleeping wrong? Like, you know, you just, you really don't even realize it, but you know, stress manifests in the body. Yes. It really yes. does. And I, I, I never, I was like, yo, maybe, maybe I'm just getting old. Like I really, I really did not know, but <laughs> I, I noticed I, in my 20s, <laughs> could you imagine? Like I'm literally sitting there. But the thing is now I know, like when I feel that feeling, it's because I'm, I've been so overwhelmed. I've had a crazy week. I'm, I'm so stressed and I feel it in my chest. Like my chest really starts to restrict. Yeah. So when you, I guess maybe the point would be, when you start to notice changes just in in your physical because i think your mental and emotional like it really does manifest in your body and you need to really be able to be receptive to what your body's saying right i agree i agree i think um just so on the body point there's a lot like sometimes i would recognize that like oh like i just feel drained yeah like i literally feel zapped Mm -hmm. and it's not like i can sleep for eight hours and you wake up and you wake up the same zap and it's like your body is telling you something and like people will look and that's the thing that's so scary is like people will look at certain people like oh like that person is just lazy or that person is just boring or that person is just and that's not always the case sometimes people cannot cope yeah like literally be kind to people because you really don't know what really they're don't. going through especially if you see like a friend or a coworker and they just have a you know like a decline in their in their just their work ethic mm-hmm. or like you know their ability to like hang out with friends like that's happened to me like i've i've reached out to friends like who who have been canceling on certain things or who can't come to things consistently mm-hmm. and at first you're like yo what's up <laughs> what's yeah. up like you don't want to you don't want to chill like what's the issue yeah. you know 
but you know after speaking with them a little bit you just you know that they're dealing with something completely yeah, that's beyond you that you could have ever imagined people are struggling and it's like you you find yourself like okay not wanting to for me like not wanting to do some of the things like i said before that i used to enjoy and and then sometimes people take those things personally and it's like no honestly though i cannot like as yeah. much as i do i want to come to your baby shower wedding shower your housewarming your this that and the third thing mm -hmm. i would love to come but when it comes down to like the actual day of yeah. I, I do not have it in me to yeah. go no, for you sure. know what I mean? And so that, I think, is a big one. Um, I think more than anything, it is our responsibility. Like, God has given us our lives, our bodies, our minds, our emotions, all of that stuff to care for and care for well. Yeah. And I think that we can't neglect the fact that taking care of our mental well-being is extremely important. And, like, making time for as if we... We always talk about self-care and like that looking different for everybody taking whatever it is that you need to be okay because our culture for whatever reason has glorified being um over performing or, or, or being super highly productive, productive yeah. or whatever but we were not built to manage stress mm -hmm. like i think not to this degree not to this degree yeah not to this degree. I think that there's something to be said about relaxing, decompressing, analyzing. One of the things that I love to do that I actually stopped doing when I was in that quote-unquote rut right. was journaling. Mm -hmm. I love to journal. That's one of my favorite ways to kind of um, release. And get your thoughts in order. I get my thoughts yeah, in order. journaling is a big one for sure. And I was so jumbled in that space mm -hmm. that I couldn't even do that. Yeah. Um, but being intentional about um, about doing things that I that used to do well for mm -hmm. me and getting back. Even into if you it. can't, you have nothing to really journal that day. I think even just putting pen to paper to say that because you're keeping in the obedience that you know you're you're creating a space for yourself every day or every other day to really just. Mm -hmm. Be mindful that, mm -hmm. you know, you could have something that you want to write down. Yeah. Right? Like, that's really important as yeah. well. It is important. Yeah. Um, I think that that we have to be okay with recognizing. And, and honestly, like, recognizing where we're at and leaning on who we can lean on. And also um, leaning on God in an authentic way. If, if you're a person who believes in God, I think mm -hmm. like the Bible talks about um, like, come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened and I will give you rest. Like take, um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle, I'm humble, you'll find rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. That was the, one of the main scriptures that I used when I was like in that rut. Like mm -hmm. Jesus says, come to me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Sometimes we can be people who believe in God and don't really rest in God. And right. that's a lesson that's that big. I'm trying to learn right. on like how to rest in God. And also to pay attention to all areas of myself, making sure that I'm taking care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, doing what I can do, but then also giving the weight to God. And yeah. really allowing him to step in and experience his rest, that's something that I have to learn. I'm still learning how to do. 
Yeah. But I think there's so many resources that we can tap into and there's so many different things that we can do to like feel better. But um, the first thing I think is just getting out of denial. Yeah. And, you know, just I some way, somehow knowing in the back of your mind that it's going to be OK. It will be. Eventually, some way, somehow. Steep. Yeah. Steep. It's so deep. Steep. So yeah, we hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. You can find the Black Pin Podcast episodes on all major streaming platforms, and we drop new content every Thursday. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on our social media, the Black Print Podcast. Yes, please follow us on social media. We'd love to connect with you. Let us know what your experience is with therapy. If you've gone, uh, would you consider going? And uh, has there ever been a time where you felt like you were in a rut? Uh, we'd love to have some of these conversations with you. And uh, yeah, we look forward to talking. <laughs> Later. Bye.